Welcome to the first episode of 18 to 24. Over the next 10 weeks, we'll be taking a deep look at the 2020 election through the lens of college students. We'll be talking to some experts as well as students from all sides of the issues. This week, we'll be taking a look at Generation Z, how we think, how we vote, and what, if anything, makes us different when it comes to elections and political participation. This is 18 to 24, the election series by and for young people. So first, let's answer the question that I'm sure every person who is older than you has asked you at some point. Why don't young people vote? Let's take a look at three main reasons. First, the most common reason young people aren't voting is because they feel like they're not properly educated on the system of elections. According to NPR, almost 20% of young people stated they felt they did not have enough knowledge to be able to vote. In 2016, in 50 mayoral elections, the median voter's age was 57. In an article written for the Washington Post, Carolyn DeWitt and Maureen Costello write, If there is one thing we believe in in America, we believe in the government of the people, by the people, for the people. But what if the people don't show up? What if they don't know how to show up because they have never learned how to be democratic citizens? They haven't learned how to register to vote. They haven't learned the best way to influence their elected representatives. They haven't learned that they have power. A healthy democracy needs well-informed, active citizens. But these citizens don't just magically appear. People learn citizenship. They learn it, for example, as children when they go to the polling place to watch their parents vote. They learn it by advocating for an issue they care about with their neighbors. They learn it by doing it. According to the Center for Information and Research on Civic Learning and Engagement, or CIRCLE, Youth who reported having been either encouraged to vote or taught how to register to vote in high school are more likely to vote and participate in other civic activities, more knowledgeable about voting processes, and more invested in and attentive to the 2020 election than other youth. The second reason young people don't vote is campaigns don't really seek them out. Campaigns will often focus on the people they know they can get to vote for them. And historically, young people just don't turn out the numbers they've desired. So... One main reason youth don't vote is because nobody has encouraged them to vote in the past, and thus the cycle continues. Young people don't often feel cared about within the system, and they feel like their voices aren't being heard. Third and finally, there are a lot of barriers for young people to overcome when it comes to voting. Young people are generally much more transient and don't stay in one place for a very long time, making them feel like registering to vote is just a useless thing to do if they're just going to move again. They don't feel invested in their local elections because the likelihood that they won't be there to see these people get reelected or to see any real change is very high. A lot of young people miss important absentee voting request deadlines because they're busy away at college. Circle reported that laws that make it easier for young people to register to vote, such as automatic registration, same-day registration, and pre-registration for 16 and 17-year-olds, can improve youth voting rates by significant margins. All of these reasons and more contribute to the lack of turnout we see every election with the youth vote. The question on everyone's mind is, will 2020 be any different? After this short message, we will talk about what has defined Generation Z and how that affects the way we interact with the world and politics. This is your mid-roll reminder to make sure that you are registered to vote. In most places, it is really easy to register, and in a lot of states, you can even do it online. 
There are only 55 days until election day. And if you're planning to vote by mail, you need to register ASAP. At vote.org, you can check your voter registration and get resources to help you register if you aren't already. No matter your home state, your political party, or your age, we all deserve a say in the way government functions. Again, that website is vote.org. Generation Z grew up in the shadow of 9-11. The oldest in Gen Z were only around four years old at the time. However, it drastically changed the way the entire generation grew up. Many researchers argue that this is what creates the drastic divide between Gen Z and millennials. It is the difference between those who knew and lived a life before taking off your shoes at airports and those who have only ever known that world. Gen Z may not remember or even have been born before 9-11, but we've lived through all the after effects of it. Another thing that sets Gen Z apart is our connection to the world of technology. The majority of Gen Z has not experienced a place where technology wasn't readily accessible. In school, at home, it's just always been there. I was born in 2001 and some of my earliest memories include playing on our one comically oversized desktop computer. Gen Z also grew up in the aftermath of a recession. 2008 greatly affected the way a lot of us lived and saw the world. Gen Z is currently living through what will become a defining moment for our generation, the pandemic. Current college students have faced some of these challenges the hardest. Freshmen lost the tail end of their last year in high school and are starting college in a really uncertain time. Sophomores, juniors, and seniors are all left grappling with how last year sent many of us home, and we are back not knowing what tomorrow will bring. We're stuck sitting in front of computer screens, and we've all become way too familiar with Zoom. You may be asking yourself, what does this have to do with the election? Well, in short, a lot. Seeing all these events, Morning Consult decided to begin tracking Generation Z and how the pandemic is affecting our worldview. They found that Gen Z now sees the pandemic and the Black Lives Matter movement as two of the most impactful events of their lifetimes. 75% of Gen Z respondents say the coronavirus outbreak has had a major impact on their worldview, and 68% say the same about the Black Lives Matter movement. Generation Z has also a large distrust of the government, which can probably be attributed to growing up in a post-9-11 world and the current pandemic. Trust in institutions is falling across the board. In just two months, the average trust rating for 15 major institutions dropped from 56 to 46%. The largest declines are with the police, down 24 points, the U.S. government, down 17 points, the criminal justice system, down 14 points, and the news media, down 13 points. The most interesting thing to come out of this tracking, in my opinion, is that Gen Zers are less optimistic about the future, but increasingly believe that we have the power to shape it. Just 19% of Gen Z respondents say the U.S. is heading in the right direction, but at the same time, 62% of Gen Zers agree that they have the potential to impact the world. That last one may be one of the most surprising, but most important things we've covered today. Gen Z may not feel optimistic about the future but they are emboldened to create change. That is why this podcast is here, to help you feel prepared to channel that passion you're feeling for changing the world into real political action this fall. We want to make sure that you feel that you have the resources necessary to make your voice heard. 
It's why you'll constantly hear me reminding you to register to vote, check your voter registration, and make sure you know how you're planning on voting in November. 55 days from now, we all should feel confident that we've done everything within our power to be politically active and aware young citizens. Thank you for listening to this week's installment of 18 to 24. Next week, we'll be taking a look at the fundamental ways the pandemic is changing this election with special guest Dr. Eric Heron of the Political Science Department here at WVU. To listen to this podcast, visit the daonline.com or subscribe to DA Deep Dives wherever you listen to podcasts.